Welcome to episode 19 of Rambling Through Life. This week we're continuing with our small business series. And on this episode, I got to sit down and talk to Maggie of Fuck Girl Label, which is her new little baby business. And we got to talk all about it. And it was such, such a true joy. Maggie uh, is so passionate about what she's doing, and you'll hear in this episode how she got it started, where her inspiration came from, and just where she sees her business going. It was a great conversation about business, but also about life and just, you know, all the things that go on and sort of the self messages that we tell ourselves and just how Maggie's business fits into all of that. I hope you will enjoy listening and then I hope you'll go follow Maggie's business on Instagram and show her some love. I know we've talked a lot about the fact that small business owners really do appreciate that. And so I just love creating this community where we can all go and support each other and show up for each other and be be there for each other. Um, and that that's that's what it's all about, right? Uh, so enjoy today's episode. I'm going to start by introducing yourself. Just tell the people just some basic stuff about you. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, well, my name is Maggie. I grew up in um, a very small town in eastern Iowa by the lovely name of DeWitt. Um, <laughs> great place, great place. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Humble, humble beginnings, okay? Humble beginnings. Yeah, who might ever hear this or understanding the sarcasm within my voice, but grew up there, um, you know, K through 12 there, and then I ended up moving to Alabama for four years where I did my undergrad degree. Um, I got my undergraduate degree in exercise physiology, um, which I uh, very fortunately do nothing with now. So um, I don't utilize it really at all. So that's super fun. I work in the tech space now. So um, so that was kind of a pivot in terms of my, um, my full-time job. But I, uh, shortly after graduating from college, I moved back to Iowa for about two years and, um, and ended up competing in the Miss America system there. So I uh, was first runner up to Miss Iowa in 2018. And then shortly after that, like every good 20 something, I had a full blown life crisis and didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and did a relationship of five years, the whole thing, um, quit all my jobs. I started working at a coffee shop as a barista, like the whole, the whole gamut. I did it. Um, I really just like love to go all in on everything. And that includes my quarter life crisis. So that was a good time. And then shortly after that, in May of 2019, I booked a one-way ticket, moved to New York City, um, just kind of on a whim. And uh, just, yeah, decided I was going to go there and pursue dance and acting and like all of the things that I wanted to do. Uh, and then COVID happened and <laughs> brought me back to the Midwest, which was so fun. So I came back for, you know, what I think we all thought would be a couple of weeks. And I ended up moving back here for four months um, in with my parents at the age of 24, which was like not ideal, you know, but, but they were very lovely to take me in. Um, and then during that time, I started dating my fiance. So uh, he was living in St. Louis. And then basically, I just moved down to St. Louis for a couple of years with him. And finally, we are planted now in Peoria, Illinois, where he is from. And I work in tech. I own an online boutique. And yeah, that's the, that is the nutshell of my life happening so far. So kind of yeah. a, a long story. <laughs> you fit a lot into all those years though. I, I mean, that's great. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't like to waste time. So, you know, I really just like to get after it, whatever I'm doing, I like to go all in. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. So I moved down to Florida during that, instead of moving home with my mom, when the pandemic hit, I moved in with my brother in Florida when the pandemic hit, because I was like, why pandemic in Iowa? Like, why let's, let's go somewhere else. Of course. Let's, yeah. Let's go where there's a pool and sunshine and maybe I'll at least Absolutely. feel better. Way but that's when that that's when I met my fiance, mm. and so um, we've lived down here since then. But this is why I'm excited because you went to school in Alabama. We are moving to Alabama in like two weeks. 
I saw that. You're moving to Auburn. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've yeah. never stepped one foot into Alabama. I don't even think <laughs> I've driven through it. Like I've never, yeah. there's been no need. Yeah. And so. Yeah, totally. Well, um, Auburn is my, like my school's like, um, oh, yeah, they hate we each would other. like burn the city down. Yeah. yeah. So the only time I've actually ever been to Auburn was, um, the Iron Bowl in 2013. And so for anybody who is a avid college football fan, you will know this as the, um, what we like to call, well, I don't like to call it this, but Auburn fans love to call it this, the lovely pick six. And it was when basically Auburn caught an interception and ran it all the way back down the field at like the last two seconds of the game. It was devastating. It was the worst thing ever. So that was the one and only time I've ever been to Auburn, Alabama. And then you were like, I'm never going back. And then I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? It is a fun campus and um, a fun town. So I'm sure you'll have a great time there. I was like so. any college town at this point point in my life is going to be yeah. fun, right? I don't really care who it is. I mean, it's fine. Course, yeah, it's absolutely. Fine. Yeah. All college towns will be fun. Yeah. But, um, we're getting married there. And so I'm like planning this wedding in this place I've never been. And I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds vaguely familiar. I, yeah, we're getting married in Peoria in October and it's very similar. Like my fiance was born and raised here, but I have never you know, I moved here six months ago. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to plan this wedding in this town that I like, you know, I don't really know that well. So yeah, no, you'll be great. We'll, we'll figure out all the things. It's all about taking it one step at a time during right. wedding planning. Process. I was like, I so. found the place. I found the place. I found someone to take pictures. I was like, do I need anything more? Really? I mean, I have That's a dress. It's fine. It's fine. Yep. That's all you need. Literally, you have checked off every major box. So like you literally don't like, need anything else after that. So yeah. No, you're you're and you're great. Yeah. I hired bartenders. So I was like, you know Perfect. what? People people are gonna have a drink. They have a place, they have a roof over their head, it rains. Yes, you're so ahead of the game. Yeah, we're good to go. Uh, there's a DJ playing music. I guess those are the big things. They'll they'll yeah. be entertained, they'll yep. have liquor, they'll be fine. It's all you need. Yes, literally. Those are the that is the backbone of the wedding. So I was like, if it. they need something else, they can go find it themselves. Yeah, right, right. Send them down. Go figure the road. it out. <laughs> go figure exactly. it out. All right. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your business? It's a new little baby business, and I I love it. So, just why don't you tell us like the basic details of it, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So I started an online boutique for women uh, about two or three weeks ago um, called Fuck Girl the Label. And um, people always ask me, they're like, is it actually like Fuck Girl the Label? Like, is that actually the name of it? And I go, yes, it's actually the name of it. Um, because I think they, people always think I'm kidding. But the name basically stemmed from a conversation I had a couple of summers ago where um, I, I think it was actually during COVID and this guy asked me, he goes, um, if you could describe a, a fuck boy, what does that mean to you? And I go, oh, well that is the essence of a fuck boy is a male doing whatever he wants. Right. Like that's like, that is essentially what we as women have like coined this funny term for men. But then I realized I was like, what if we took that same verbiage and applied it to women? You know, like how can women give less of a fuck? And um, yeah, that's basically where the name stemmed from. I, I took a lot of inspiration for it from my pageantry days because if pageantry did anything for me, it taught me how to give a lot of fucks about a lot of stupid shit. Like it taught me how to just care so much about dumb stuff that doesn't matter. So when I was putting this boutique together, I was like, not only do I want the products to be representative of, you know, women not caring what other people think of them, but I also wanted the entire like brand essence and the whole label to be reflective of my experience, just caring too much and, and how we can kind of like peel back layers of, of our womanhood of giving too many shits about things that just don't matter. Um, Cause every woman does it right. Like we're also, it's so ingrained into our beings to care about everything, you know, like whether it's, you know, 
what you're going to serve for food at your wedding or, you know, what your dress looks like or what you're going to wear to the school dance or what people say about you in high school or like anything like that. You know, it's like women just latch on and care. They just, you know, for a multitude of reasons, you know, we've, we've been trained culturally to care about what people think of us. That's just how women are. Um, and so it was my intention with this whole idea to, you know, the clothing is one part of it. And that's part that I, a part that I love, you know, I think bringing, you know, sustainable fashion to women, um, is, is something I really do love and care about, but I care more so even about someone going to the Instagram page of, of my boutique and saying, oh my God, I love that this brand just like, doesn't give a fuck, like doesn't care about any of the bullshit of like the, it's kind of like the antidote to like everything you see on Instagram, right? Which is to like be perfect and pristine and all of the things and have this like perfect curated life. And, you know, fuck girl, the label is, is the unlearning and the antidote to everything I learned in, in the pageant space. So um, it was kind of my, my fuck you to pageantry um, in a, in a sense. So (laughs) So yeah, that's that's where it started and that's kind of where the inspiration came from. And now we will we will see where it goes. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like you said, you know, it's I think a lot of times small businesses have way more of an impact when you like draw that inspiration from your life, right? So you're taking all that stuff you, you know, learned and now trying to maybe unlearn some of that and doing it to help other women not learn it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's the hope, right? Is that, you know, um, at some point it could, it could serve as a, um, you know, a a metaphorical like survival guide to another woman who's trying to unlearn all the bullshit that, that society has taught her, you know, because it's like women are always going to learn that in some way, shape or form, right? They're always going to learn how to want to please other people. And they're always going to learn how to um, want to be perfect and how to, you know, shrink themselves to fit into clothing, you know, but then eventually they start shrinking themselves to fit into societal, you know, structures and, and things like that. So, so it kind of like, you know, for me, it's an all encompassing goal. And that goal is to help women to stop abandoning themselves over and over again. So, um, because I know that, you know, I've done it so many times and I've only been on this planet for almost 27 years. So, you know, I can't imagine how much these, these younger women who are even, you know, 14, 15, 16, you know, in their early twenties, I can't imagine how much they've already done it to themselves. And I also can't imagine how much people in their thirties and forties and fifties and sixties have already done it to themselves. So it's like, you know, women are just so, so, um, not even forces is the wrong word, but we are just so, we're taught, we are taught to just abandon ourselves constantly. So it was my hope that with this, it could be sort of a, a re recapturing of myself and a re, you know, a kind of a homecoming to myself and helping other women do the same. Um, Cause I know it sucks, you know, like we all, we all do this where we're just constantly trying to fit in. So that was my hope with with the, the label and with the branding and with, you know, the website and the, the cheeky names of all the clothing items. The names are the best part. Like I'll just scroll your website just to be like (laughs) the creativeness of it. I'm like, yes, I'm here for that shirt. Like, (laughs) thank you so much. It's fun. You know, for me, it's fun. It's like a game. It's, you know, like how many, like, pop culture references can I fit onto one website at a time so so it's fun for me in that aspect but but yeah so it's 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 cool to bring my own life experience into it sure but um I think that my own life experience is not is not unique unfortunately you know I think that every woman deals with the abandonment of herself so it's my hope that we can kind of like you know, slowly peel back what we've learned about, about womanhood. So, yeah. Right. And I like how you say slowly, cause I, I, I will say, right. A lot of, a lot of dresses that you have that I'm not going to wear, but what I loved was you have ways for women to start small, 
right? Like earrings, earrings that, you know, maybe they would have never thought to wear. Let's start small. Then maybe they move to like this bright, crazy purse that they can still balance with other stuff before they move into something a little more wild. So it's, you know, it's very approachable even for those people who feel like they can't ever, you know, reverse what they've learned, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. I, I think that you know, the, the goal was to, the goal with, with the boutique is to have, you know, staple items, like a good, eventually we'll have good, you know, a good blazer that you can buy. We have, you know, really great dress pants. We've got, you know, very basic shirts that like, you know, if you're going into an office setting, you would wear. Um, but the goal is to always have those items at least double for one other like purpose, right? Like I never want you to purchase something from my store and be like, oh, I'm going to wear that one time. Like that's, you know, that's never the goal. Um, because, you know, sustainability is a part of, of the online fashion space that I recognize is a terrible, um, you know, it's a terrible problem that we have right now with, with online fashion and with, you know, fast fashion particularly. So I wanted that to be a part of it, but you're right. I also wanted it to be something where, okay, for the woman who wears all black and has no color in her wardrobe, but wants to like, you know, start incorporating these things. It feels like, okay, she can start with, like you said, a pair of earrings and she can kind of slowly get into like a fun pair of heels. And then she can slowly get into like a fun blazer. That's like, you know, a different out of her comfort zone in terms of a color, you know, and, and kind of work her way into these like more statement pieces is what I call them. So like, we've got your staples, but we also have statement pieces. So like, if you want to make a statement at some point, like there is going to be an option for that. But if you need a staple, there will be an option for that too. So that's kind of the goal with, um, or at least the balancing act I'm trying to find between, you know, between these two sides of the coin uh, that I want to address for, for women's fashion. So, um, or at least for, you know, the the few people who are shopping in my <laughs> cute little online store so you know not like the entire industry will be affected by this but but yeah that is the goal someday someday yeah, sure no yeah. i <laughs> i've noticed more and more lately i think because of like all the events now that i'm shopping for just how one-time use so much of the stuff like there's websites literally just built on you're gonna buy this shirt for one time when you're never gonna wear it again and I'm I just I'm like glad in my mind that I'm realizing like I don't need that stuff but it's just it has amazed me like I don't want a rehearsal dinner dress that I'm never gonna wear again like I don't want something for my bachelorette party that I'm never gonna wear again like even thinking about like now a day of robes or pajamas, like that's something I'm thinking of. And I was like, we're going to spend 30 bucks and no one's ever going to wear this again. I'm like, let's not like, let's find something that you will wear over and over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, you know, there's eventually there will be a page on our, people always ask about like, you know, what's your return policy on clothes. And um, the return policy is, you know, is very like, blanketed it's very you know standard with what other boutiques offer in terms of a return policy but um i had this idea a few months ago you know before we even launched that um i wanted to have a section of our website that was devoted to um kind of like gently used attire so if you bought something from fuck girl and it and it ends up not fitting right or um you wear it a couple of times you decide you just don't love it Um, or your body changes because everybody's body changes. Like, you know, these things are all very real things that women are, are dealing with when they're shopping for clothing and, um, and shit, you know, even sometimes people's, you know, their styles change. Like that's a very real thing, you know? So like, I basically decided that instead of doing like, um, you know, of course we'll have a, a general return policy. We still have that. Um, but I wanted to have this gently used section to where we could repurpose clothing that had been purchased from the boutique, but, you know, resell it at a discounted rate so that, you know, people who like to thrift shop or people who like to go to secondhand uh, locations have that option in our online store. So that's a part that I'm, I'm really excited about. And I hope that people will take advantage of um, and not feel, you know, not feel like they can't, send something back in or, you know, or don't feel weird about that because 
that's the whole point of being a sustainable online boutique, right? Is to not be the Sheans of the world and not be the, you know, the forever 21s of the world that are, oh. that are just selling you these cheap, low quality pieces of clothing that you will wear one time because in the washer on the way to the second time that you wear it, it's going to crumple into pieces. Like, so, you know, that was really the whole intent of, of this, um, of this boutique. So, so I'm really excited about that part. And I think that, um, you know, I think I don't mean to be, you know, biased, but I think the other, you know, online stores could probably take suit in, in that way of trying to promote a little bit more sustainable practices. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that part. Yeah, no, I love that idea. I mean, I, like you said, there aren't a lot of people doing that. And I just think, you know, because again, there might be something that someone wants for a one-time use. I mean, maybe they really do have a specific event and I'd much rather they, you know, support a local business, a local small business than, you know, go to the box store and then know they can bring it back and, you know, no one's going to ask questions, but, you know, exactly. then someone else, someone else can have it for, for their next event, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I change my, I change my style all the time. So it's like, I hate mm -hmm. I hate, I, that's why I think I stick to like all the neutrals and the simple because it's like, oh, sure. okay, <laughs> I buy yeah, a color and then I turn out like, oh, three months down the road, this is not my color. <laughs> yeah, sure. And yeah, that's another part of it too, is like, you know, we're, we're evolving creatures. Like we're not supposed, you know, like people to expect people to stay the exact same and stay with the same styles and trends and um, and color palettes and things like that is, is just ludicrous. Like that's not a, that's not a sustainable way of operating either. So, so yeah, it's, you know, it's all about kind of striking that balance between like, how do we remain sustainable while still giving people the option to, to grow and change and evolve and, and be different. So, um, I think that's kind of the, the balancing act that every single online boutique has to, has to kind of strike the balance with. So, so yeah, the hope is that, um, Fuck girl, the label will will start to do that soon, you know, and, and be able to provide that sustainability. Love it. Um, will you tell us a little bit about like because obviously you had a lot of inspiration behind your brand and a lot of just force within you wanting it to happen. Will you talk a little bit about the process of like, okay, I have this idea, I want to do this then how do we yeah. get to now you're running a website? Like what was that whole sort of process? Cause I think it's really easy for people to have an idea in their head or have an idea on paper, but then not know how to see it into fruition. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to laugh at this story because it's, it is kind of ridiculous. And there are several parts that if like, if you know me well, I'll just start by saying this. If you know me well, you know that I'm not like a crafter. Like I don't craft, right? Like I don't, I don't sew. I don't crochet. I don't do, I like, I'm not a crafty person. Okay. <laughs> and I never have been. So, so COVID happens, right? And everybody starts taking up these new like hobbies and shit. So, okay. <laughs> I was no exception to that, that funny rule. So during COVID, I get this idea for, for fuck girl. And at the time it was just going to be called, um, it was going to be called Fuck Girl Tees. And, um, and the inspiration actually came from, I ordered a shirt from, of all places, uh, from Nasty Gal. It was when everybody was doing their like binging shopping sprees, you know, because we were so excited to like finally wear clothes again and like not wear sweatpants every day. And so I get this shirt and it says across, it, it's just a white shirt with black lettering. And it says, fuck what you heard on it. And like, I loved it so much because I was like, oh my God, I could put that under a blazer, like, you know, and it would be super subtle. Like people would have to ask to see it, you know? Right. And so I ordered the shirt and I get it. And it's like, you know, I paid what, you know, of course, Nasty Gal is the other like Shein of the world. So like I paid, you know, $16 for this shirt and it comes and I realize it's a Gildan brand t-shirt. And I'm like, Oh, are gosh. you serious? I was like, wait, what could, I could make this. Like, I literally was like, I could make this. So I go online and I buy, <laughs> this is just like the most impulsive thing ever. I go online and I buy a cricket. Of course, of course like, you do. Of course, right? Because that's what a normal person does when they get a graphic t-shirt and they want to start a business. So 
okay, so I buy this Cricut. <laughs> I'm just like, I'll figure out how to use it. I'll watch YouTube videos. And I'm like ADHD as they come, right? Like, so I'm like, I'm not going to do any of this. Like knowing full well in my oh. brain, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to learn how to use this thing. So it was at that time that I, you know, I bought domains for the website. I bought like, you know, I had the Instagram handle. I had like all this stuff and I get this cricket. I make two stickers with it, two stickers. And they went on my own water bottles. Okay. I make these stickers. They turn out like, okay, but they're pretty shit. Like they're pretty bad. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to learn how to like do the transfer tape of like a, you know, like all these like intricate detail details that you have to know to like operate a cricket <laughs> or at least in the way that I wanted to. And, you know, I was also thinking like, how would I keep up with supply? Like if I'm on Etsy, like, you know, just stuff that's like, it, it just didn't make sense to own a cricket. Right. So I paid like, $400 for this whole like set or whatever and used it one time. Okay. Well, then I decide to move to St. Louis with my fiance and, um, and my, my boyfriend at the time and move in with him. And I'm like, you know, still, I was furloughed from my job in New York. So I just had nothing to do. Right. And so I'm still kind of like, you know, mining this idea, but I'm like, oh, I've got to find a, I've got to find a job. Like I have to like, you know, go back to work. And, um, so I kind of like put this to the wayside, right? Like I just like leave it there. I'm, I'm like, I'll return to you at a later date. Well, in the interim, I sold the cricket because I was like, I'm not using this. Like I'm not going to be creating this anymore. And fast forward a year and a half. I didn't touch this idea for a full year and a half. It's November of 2021. And I called a friend of mine who owned a boutique. And I was like, listen, I've got this idea and I, I have no idea where to start. And she told me pretty much everything. She just gave me like the starter guide of how to, how to open a boutique. And granted, it's a little different because hers was a brick and mortar and mine is online. So it was a little different in that aspect, but, but she basically gave me tons of information and like for free, you know, just was like a friend helping a friend. And so then I start just getting to work. I just like, you know, I kind of like put my head down for a few months and like researched everything I could find out about boutiques. And I watched YouTube videos and I, you know, I did um, online like classes and stuff like that and like master classes and stuff. And then eventually I, I don't even know, you know, June 24th rolls around and I have this online like business. You know? <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, here it is. so, you know, it was, it was, I think that when you get an idea, it, it doesn't always have to be the same idea that comes to fruition, right? Like it can be just as good of an idea that ends up playing out, but still different in the sense of like, of the origin idea. So it's in Elizabeth uh, Gilbert's book, uh, Big Magic, she talks about how like, you shouldn't let an idea sit for too long because it'll, um, it'll be like passed on to another person or it'll leave you because it's it like, you know, it's either like not meant for you. I'm paraphrasing here, but, but she says something to that effect. And I was like, no, I don't really believe that. I think if an idea is meant for you, you'll figure out a way to make it happen. And like, you'll figure out a, a system that works for you. It might not be what you thought it was going to be, but it's going to turn out to be something um, if you choose to act on it. Right. So that's kind of where it started and where it like morphed into. And it's way different than I ever thought it was going to be. I never thought that it would be an online boutique. I thought it would just, if anything, be an Etsy store. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at. So it's, it kind of, you know, letting ideas evolve can be a really great thing, I think, and letting them kind of sit until you're ready. Um, ready, but also not ready, you know, can also, can be a good thing too. So, so yeah. I think you're much better off that you didn't stick with making t-shirts. <laughs> I, I also think... I agree completely. And I also think um, I'm better off for not having a cricket anymore. So that's also mine's, mine's sitting right here in front of me. I did, my new trick that I learned on it is I addressed all our wedding invites on it. That is brilliant. And I, you know, I would love to, to own a cricket solely for the purpose of wedding invitations. They but, turned out yeah. so fancy and I'm like, I could have I never made that. them look sick. I love that. 
Yeah. But again, I, I, I had to watch a video and I had exactly, to do a little practice. Right, and right. so you have to, it takes a little time. I will let the folks at Minted uh, take care of that. I, I, I just am not like, you know, I don't know. I'm not like crafty. I'm not like, I wish I was. And maybe in this lifetime at another date, I will be when maybe I'm medicated for ADHD, but like, I'm too, like, I can't, I have to be like doing 17 things at once. So for me right. to sit down and focus on like one task is like absolutely just a, a monstrous idea to me. So, so yeah, I'm, I am much better off having a, an online boutique rather than, than a cricket based Etsy store. So. Yeah. Sometimes just the technology involved with cricket and like when it starts to go AWOL, I'm like, uh, this, I'm done. Yeah. Like I have, I've volunteered yeah. too many times to make t-shirts. Like I've never, yeah. I also had the dream of like, oh, I'll start selling t-shirts. Right. Because yeah. you know, again, why would I pay for that when I can make it? So like when I was teaching, I would make all of like our teacher shirts because again, oh, why would God. we, why would we pay 20 bucks when Caitlin can make right. it 10, but that is also like, Caitlin's going to make it for $10, but she's also going to like cry. Yeah. And, like, where's the labor money? There? <laughs> yeah. She needs a bottle of wine in order to make it happen. Right. Maybe exactly. a new computer. Like, oh my gosh. It's just like, <laughs> I'm like, we should just, there was, uh, it was this last school year. I'm like, we, I should have just these online like for all oh yeah the, all of the work I had to go into and then the iron I'm like oh my gosh I didn't have an iron and then it's like oh you yeah need a, you have to buy they, the press the thing oh. They, they, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I had one everything. I had one girl <laughs> uh, I know okay. I have the press and then I have the mini press and, and then oh, now yeah. they're making like one for ball caps like they make one now that's like curved that you have to have okay. if you want to make ball caps and I'm like oh my gosh no <laughs> I'm like, no. okay, well, I'm not gonna make ball caps. Not making product cricket. <laughs> We're done with you. I know. It's like, oh, I was like doing these invites, and I was like, well, what if one pen isn't enough? And then I went to the store, and then turns out one pen was enough. I got through all the invites, so I returned perfect. those yesterday. I was like, I don't perfect. actually need these. Perfect, because I don't know. That's the thing. Like, what am I ever gonna write with it again? I'm like, I had it for other purposes, but yeah. what if someone bought it? Because I actually I saw someone on Marketplace yesterday who is selling oh, hers because she bought it for one wedding project. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, do you not have oh, anyone you can borrow one from? Like that would be, that would be me. Yeah. I was going to say that, that is actually exactly how my entire instance turned out is that I bought it for a singular sticker and then sold it. Like, okay. I can save $20 if I make this myself. So let me spend $300 yeah. on the machine and all the equipment. <laughs> That it's is like, how my brain works, though. So. Why? Why do our brains work that way? Like, it's yeah, like, I know, no, I know. No guy I would say that. No. The guy would just go to the store and buy it. Like, guys aren't Absolutely. over here trying to make yeah. everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> guys aren't trying to impress anybody. <laughs> they're just they're like, living their lives. They're like, if the store sells it, why don't we go get it there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can do it exactly. at home for cheaper. Like, no, you can't. Like, right. Turns right. out, it costs way more money to do it at home. But yes, turn that. Yeah, way more money and mental capacity. So, <laughs> all the time, all the time I've wasted. Do you think that owning a business was always like inside you? Like, have you always wanted to do something on your own? Yeah. Um, good question. Yeah, I have. Um, I kind of always knew I was going to like, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur in some capacity. Like, um, I, I think I really knew it when I was like, honestly, this sounds so, so weird, but I actually think I knew it when I was pretty young, like probably 14 or 15. Um, my dad has owned his own business for quite a while. And my dad does, uh, is in a very obviously different line of work. My dad does voiceovers for a living. Um, and so my dad's a, he's a voice actor and audio producer. So, you know, definitely not women's online shopping, but, um, but, you know, he really always, you know, looking at my dad and, and kind of how he operated when he first started his business and, um, and just kind of seeing what his life is now, um, was pretty much all the motivation I needed to, to know that I, I wanted to do something similar. Um, I have about like six other business ideas that I want to, you know, I think every person who owns a business is like, 
is that same way where they just, you know, once you own one, you're like, I want seven of these, you know? Um, and it's never about, you know, at least in the beginning, for sure, it's never about the money, you know, it's never about like, you know, if anything, you're not, you're not making shit. So it's like, you know, it's never about the money aspect of it. Right. But it's always about like having autonomy over your work. And I think that for me is like the biggest thing, like I have control over what this brand turns into and I have control over you know how much work I'm going to put into it and how much I want to get out of it and I have control over um you know so many different aspects of it where you know both creative and um more analytical in terms of business uh business stuff so so I think you know I always knew that there was something I wanted to do um when I first got out of college I had my own health coaching business for just shy of a year actually. And, um, and it was, you know, it was a ton of work. I mean, I remember like I was living with my parents at the time. So I just, I had, you know, virtually no expenses. Like I, you know, it didn't, wasn't paying rent. I wasn't, you know, wasn't paying really for food even like, you know, just had no expenses. So I could afford to like basically blow up my finances at the time. And I did like, you know, of course I maxed out like three credit cards and like fucked my credit score and like did all the things that like, you know, a good, you know, 21 year old business owner does. But, but, you know, I think that had I not had that experience, I think, you know, God, I would have, I would have made way more mistakes, even more so than the ones I did make putting fuck girl together. You know, I would have made just astronomical mistakes. Like, so I, I learned from those things and I, stepped away from from it and when i got burnt out i walked away from it and um and that was good for me you know that was good to to just fully walk away from from a business and and watch it literally crash and burn and watch it fail um i think there there's really nothing more humbling in the world than like watching a business fail especially when you're like 21 like fresh out of college and like you know um and just trying to like figure out your life so Um, so yeah, you know, it's, I always knew that there was going to be something that, that came out of my creative side that was a business aspect or a business idea rather. Um, I just didn't really know what, and now I've got the first of, of hopefully a few ideas. So yeah, I always kind of knew it was there. I always, I keep thinking like, ah, only that boutique would be nice. But I'm like, (laughs) you just, I have too many crazy ideas. I've do it. Oh my God. It's fun. I mean, uh, it's, you know, it is a lot of work and it is, um, you know, it, I will say it's definitely, it's not owning a brick and mortar. So it's, you know, it's, it's not near as, um, near as invasive to your life as like owning a brick and mortar is because you have a physical thing to take care of. Um, but it is, you know, it is still, uh, it is still a good chunk of work, you know, any business is. So, you know, I think I always like tell people, I've had a lot of uh, women who have come to me and, and said that they want to do, they want to own a boutique or whatever. And, and to that, I say, like, we need more small businesses. We need more women who are owning businesses. We need more um, really creative people out there starting businesses. We need more people who want to use their business for, for good to, you know, hopefully try to give back in some way. We need more people like that owning businesses. Um, you know, so it's, it's never a bad idea. I don't think if you're a good human who wants to like start a business, you know, I mean, financially, there are definitely some gambles you take. So, so that's always to be considered, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we definitely need more women who are willing to, to go out and do that. So, yeah. I agree. Um, okay. So, owning a boutique takes lots of time. You also have another job, right? I mean, it's not, that's, that's the thing. I think sometimes people forget like, you know, Hey, we don't actually make money in small businesses right away. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna work a real job. I'm gonna work a real job first and then on the side, but in your free time, when you're not maybe focusing on either of those jobs, what are you doing right now in your free time? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I actually have a third job as well. So I, um, of course you do. Of course, that's, that's life. I work. I work just a couple nights a week at this like very bougie like craft cocktail place. So I like I basically did that because I wanted a place where 
where I could learn about about craft cocktails. That was like an interest of mine, you know. So I was like, I want to, I want to be able to to learn about this. Um, and it's not a, it's definitely not like your standard bartending gig. So you know, I I won't say that, but um, but I do do that a couple of nights a week. So that for me is just more of a fun, like it's a fun job, you know. It's not. Um, there's real, there's no real risk in, in that position, you know? Um, so that's fun for me and I get to interact with people all the time and that's, you know, and meet people. And that's, I love doing that. I love being social. So, um, aside from that though, I mean, my fiance and I are planning our wedding. We get married, um, a hundred days from today and, um, yeah, we are just trying to like, you know, make it to the wedding. Like we are just, you know, I think every couple in the last like three months leading up to their wedding is just like, it's just pure survival mode, right? Like you're just trying to get to the wedding day. And so we are, you know, any free time that we have together, we are watching movies, we're watching TV we are eating dinner together. Like we're doing the basic stuff right now because we have such little time together. So we're trying to really milk that as much as we can. Um, and we've got a busy summer. We've got like three weddings coming up this summer. So we are just, you know, his bachelor party, my bachelorette, like, uh, you know, the showers, all the things. So a um, hundred days is going to fly by. So we are just enjoying our last little bit of premarital life, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, I like to, I mean, I like to work out too when I can. So that's nice too. But, but um, yeah, aside from that, a lot of my time goes to, to um, my business and a lot of my time goes to um, my family. So, so yeah. <laughs> How is the wedding planning going? How do you, what, what are your feelings about that right now? God, I think it's so dumb, man. Like, I think, I think planning weddings is so stupid, right? Like, I, like, it was, it was, I was so type A when we got engaged. Like, I, um, like, I had the, we had the venue picked out. Um, we booked our venue eight months before we got engaged. So, um, we literally, it was like, we picked out a ring and then we picked out a venue. Like, that was like our, our timeline of doing things. Um, because like there was such a, an overflow of COVID weddings. So we were like, we don't want to wait till 2025 to get married, you know? So, um, so, you know, I was super type A back then. I was, you know, early 2021, I was like, we'll find a photographer, we'll get the venue, we'll do all the things. Well, you know, there comes a point too, where it's like, I don't know, you just stop, like, I don't know. I just stopped like giving a fuck. Like I, I, I don't know, like, the, like, there's only so much you can control, right, about your wedding, like, you can control actually very little, I think, with your wedding, like, you can control what your invites look like, you can control what your dress looks like, you can control kind of what your flowers look like, like, I mean, there's very little things, I think, that you have control over, so planning a wedding is a very good test in um, how you can relinquish control of things, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a process for sure. Would I do it again? 10 out of 10? No. Um, but would I get married again to tie? Yes. 10 out of 10. <laughs> but, but I would not plan another wedding if my life depended on it. So, so yeah, it's, it's been, we've been very lucky though, in the sense that, you know, we have very supportive families and we are, you know, we are right now, three months out, we have a wedding planner who came on board three months out and day of coordination. So God bless her. Um, but yeah, aside from that, like, I just would never do it again. I would never plan a wedding again. It's so stressful. As much as I think I love event planning, I, I think I love the thought of event planning and I don't know, maybe if I did it for someone else, it'd be different, but I'm ready to be like, here's the very unfinished binder. Please just, you take it. Like, I, I just, I hired a day of coordinator, which I never thought I would do, but I'm like, you know oh, what? I don't want to have to think about anything that day. Yep. Yeah. And I'm you like, you coast. know what? Yeah. I was like, as long as the burning, the building doesn't burn down that day. Like I, I genuinely don't even know if I care at that point. Like, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I know that I'm going to look good. Um, and I really yeah. don't care about everything. And the rest of you can figure it out. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. like, I am, like, starting to think now, and it's hard, too, because, like, I haven't gone 
haven't seen the venue in person. Like I don't really know, but it's like, I decorations are causing me so much. Like it's not even anxiety because I don't actually spend that much time thinking about it. I'll always have a thought like, Oh, I should figure out what we're going to like, how we're going to decorate. And then I'm like, but I really don't care. So I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Are people going to be mad at their zero decorations? Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like do do people care about their decorations? Literally no. Like I, I, um, that's so funny you bring that up because our venue like allows for outside decor to be brought in, but our venue actually does like, they take care of the florals and most of the decor, um, just internally, like within their, you know, there's like a coordination business within the venue. So I basically was like, that was a main reason why we chose our venues. Cause I was like, I am not going to be like DIYing shit. Like, like I said, I'm not a crafty person. I'm not going to be buying another cricket. Like, so I just was like, I simply will not be making any decorations for this wedding. So no, I feel you though. Like we did a run through about a month ago of like what our tables are going to look like. And I'm like, who the fuck cares? Like, who cares? You know, it's like, people are going to be there getting drunk and eating. Like, that's it. Like, so (laughs) no one cares what your table looks like. So all that matters is that you feel good. So (laughs) we're not even like, we're not doing a sit down dinner. So like, we don't even have tables. That's like when you look on Pinterest or like even on TikTok now, that's like the one thing people are talking about. Like, here's our table numbers. Here's, I'm like, we're not going to have tables. Can anyone help me with anything else? Like, I'm not decorating tables. Yeah. (laughs) We don't even have tables. Like, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. I'm like, I'm almost 30. He's going to be 36. Like our friends aren't like, they've been to thousands of weddings in their lifetime. Like they're literally, they're literally just there to get drunk. Like that's the only reason they're coming. Like (laughs) in my head, it's like a giant house party. Like that's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's like, we haven't seen each other. We haven't seen each other in a while. We're also going to get together in one room. I'm going to buy yeah. glow sticks. I was like, that's all that matters. Like, yeah, 100%. It's going to be wow. weird and wild and amazing. And all that matters is that like all your people post COVID are in the same room and you're wearing slightly higher scale clothing than you would have at your college house party. So like, it's, it's, yeah, it'll be amazing. And like, maybe no one, like maybe no one will spill beer on me. Like maybe that's the yeah, one difference. Right, like we're all right. old enough to like know how to not spill our beer. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's it. Our, so I found like this really, it's like an old historic church. It's like, no, it's not a church church. It's like a church building. It was like the first Catholic church in the area. And now they've okay. just like redone it and doing a, a venue, but it's like, there's so much charm already that it's like, oh, yeah. I don't really think I have Why to decorate. Not? Like, yeah, there's exactly. brick yeah. and stained glass window. That's, that's the decoration you get brick and stained glass Gorgeous. window. That's all yes. you guys need. Yes nope that's fine yep don't need anything else that's perfect I love it like here's the food table here here's here's the bar like what entertain themselves yeah exactly no that's smart though just to be like this event like that's great on a venue spark to be like have in-house decorating because like you said Mm -hmm. I think that probably persuades a lot of brides to be like all right booking you Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, I just am knowing how non-crafty I am. I was like, yeah, I just like simply will not be making anything. So the, <laughs> the list of things that I have written down that I'm going to DIY for a wedding is like, I can't. well, insane. all the power to you. I, I wish you nothing but the best. Oh, I'm like, you know what? I'm just actually, maybe I'm just going to buy it from someone on Etsy. There's like, yeah, yeah. like all the little Things signs. Marketplace is a great place, you know? But I'm like, I can make this sign. Why am I going to pay? Because right. not want to make yeah. a thousand times. Exactly. Although, so I moved to Alabama in a couple weeks. and mm. But my fiance is not moving till after labor day so like i will have like a month where i'm by myself so i mean i am gonna have some time so i like i want a few things to fill my you could no hang around and diy yeah for sure you know i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not starting my job till after labor day either so i literally have a month that's nothing going on in a town i've never been to so gorgeous you love i love that that's perfect 
But I also like, I just want to go hang out in coffee shops all day and just sit there and drink coffee. So there are a lot of good ones in Auburn, I think. I think there's a few really good ones there. So there's already yeah, like some like bookstores I've like scoped out too, like local bookstores. Ooh, yeah. I was like, I would love to start buying my books local. Like that yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. Absolutely. That's I was awesome. like, why do more towns not have small bookstores? Like I'm like, I love that. Maybe I should open a bookstore. Maybe I'll yeah, there you go. That's your next business venture. <laughs> Oh. Amazing. Um, okay, so you said you have a lot of weddings this summer. What else? Like, what's your favorite summer activities? Like, when you think, "Oh, summer's coming," what do you, what do you, what do you like oh, to do? That's a good question. Because it is summer. Uh, I'm not as much as yeah. I like don't really like summer, but it is summer. So you know, this is really like cliched and 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 kind of annoying. But my birthday is is in july late july and um so celebrating my birthday is always really fun um it's actually my golden birthday this year so that's cool um so i'll be 27 on the 27th um i love i'm like i i just love a good pool day like i love a good hangout at the pool have some rosé lay and no one bothers me like love that so that's my ideal ideal situation during the summer so yeah yeah I will say I think and maybe that's part of like why I never liked summer because it was like I mean there weren't a lot of pools in DeWitt yeah yeah you could go to the pool but like that to me that one yeah (laughs) and there weren't you didn't like there really weren't a lot of people who even had pools unless like you're gonna go buy like a blow up one but that's not really like that's not really what I'm thinking so that was like coming down here during the pandemic that was part of like oh here's a nice pool but I guess maybe I have become more of a summer person because we do have a pool in the backyard and so like yeah we spent like all afternoon today just in the pool no one's bothering me we were watching golf which wasn't quite how I would spend my pool time but it's fine I think you know here we have way more friends with pools so that's always really fun like to just call them up and be like hey you work from home cool be over in a little bit you know like that's fun so so yeah the whole like working working at home from the pool is like that's just a way different vibe it's so elite oh my god it's it's elite it's it's such a mood especially like when it's one of those days where like you know you don't like there's no meeting scheduled you know you just like all right well every now and then I'll just check my email but otherwise I'm just gonna like Get my yeah. tan on right it's here. Yeah, right. Put my hand on the home oh. button. <laughs> just you know, every now and then click around, like make yeah. sure they think exactly. I'm doing something. Uh, what are you, where are you going for your bachelorette party? We are going to New Orleans. Um, <gasps> Love it. So, yeah, I've been to New Orleans more than any other city, actually. Um, I, when I was in college, I went there probably five or six times. Um, for various like bowl games and fraternity formals and um just you know random stuff like because Alabama was just so close to they're like four hours I think from New Orleans um and so the last time I went it was a spring break of my senior year my my two sisters and I did like a sister's trip to New Orleans so um that was super fun and yeah when when my maid of honor was like where are we going for your bachelorette party? I was like, let's go to New Orleans. Like I, you know, I haven't been back in like five years. We need to go. Um, and also it's, you know, I've been there more than most places. So, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be fun. I love that. I don't, that's like, I, I honestly don't know if I've ever actually known anyone who's done bachelorette there. And I feel like it's probably not that big of a thing, which to me makes it even better because There's nothing yeah. like, I don't know, nothing worse than when you are on a bachelorette party and you run into 20 other bachelorette parties. And oh, it's like, yeah, but I absolutely. wanted this to be about me. Like, I, yeah. okay, I actually yeah. didn't want anyone, I didn't want anyone else to be celebrating anything. Absolutely. It's like the Scottsdale, Charleston, Nashville, like bachelorette party circuits are like, it's like just all summer, all you're seeing are bachelorette parties. So. Oh. That is true. And that's, you know, the bummer is that, like, I, I love, I love Nashville. And it, but it's like, every time right. you go, I'm like, right. oh my gosh. And they're yeah. never like, it's always the rowdiest bachelorette parties, mm-hmm. right? 
<laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Never like the cute little like yeah, just like dainty bachelor party. They're always very uh, aggressive. We went there last summer, yeah. my fiance and I. It was like our first sort of like big trip together, and we did one of those pedal. Oh, the pedal tavern, yeah. In like the middle of the day, though, and of course, like we, it was just the two of us with a bachelorette party, and so he was the only guy. He was the only guy, and then we were with this whole bachelorette party. I was like, oh my gosh! So then when you like stop at all the bars, I was like, oh my god, (laughs) poor guy. I'm so sorry. I'm like, please tell me you're still having fun. Yeah, literally the only dude. I was like. We couldn't have gone with any other group. We had to be yeah, like, yeah, all, exactly. like, in, like, a young bride, too. So, like, we're yeah. talking, like, some of these girls might have still been in college. Like, they were, like, 21, 22, and I'm right. like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Well, so, yeah, hopefully you don't. That's the thing about New Orleans. You probably don't run into a lot of bachelorette parties, so that's perfect. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's the hope, definitely. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, I love that. What would you say um, the best thing has been about owning a small business? Hmm. You're still like fresh into it, but like so far, yeah. like what? Uh, yeah, I think um, hmm, that is a really good question. You know, I think this is going to sound kind of like blanketed and a little cliche, but um, just being able to like connect with people who I otherwise wouldn't have um has been really cool and i always found that to be the coolest thing too about when i was health coaching so um i think it's been the same for both businesses i've owned has you know has been the fact that i've made connections with people who i you know haven't spoken to in a really long time who i um didn't know at all who i was introduced to you know to by a mutual friend or you know whatever um or people who i just ended up like becoming really close with because they were a client of mine or they um, shopped in my store, you know, or we met online or whatever. Um, That I think has been the most um, like gratifying experience has just been the connections you get to make with people. Um, Which again, I know sounds super cliche, but if you're somebody who enjoys that connection, like, you know, like myself, then, then that's, um, that's more than, you know, that means more than, than money most times. So so yeah, it's been awesome to to be able to do that with um, just with fellow you know business owners and uh, people who have been shopping and patrons and things like that. So yeah, I think because um, I I feel like I would probably say the same thing, and I think probably non small business owners probably think we're all so crazy for like saying the same thing, but really? it's way different when you're actually like in it you know what I mean like I think about some of the connections and again like they're not necessarily at people I talk to every day but you know it's just people that you know are in your corner right and people that you know Uh, when you do run into problems or you do have questions that you know you can Mm -hmm. reach out to and you know sometimes I feel bad for like not shopping for my small business friends all the time but then you know when you do support them again kind of just those like reconnections that you make um and I love uh like because I did a lot of the like market circuit right so I'd go to markets um, and you'd meet a lot of those people and it's it's fun to have friends and like a a wide variety of the small business um like spectrum you know like boutique owners but then I know there's someone I can go to when I want to buy like natural face wash and natural lotion exactly. and I know there's someone yeah. I can go to to buy candles and yeah, it's just totally. you know it's like there's one thing that brings us all together and it's just the fact that mm-hmm. and for the vast majority we're all women right we're just women owning yeah. a small business and you know and even people who you know all the boutiques all of like my small business friends who own boutiques none of them are the same yeah so and that's that's what's nice too is that i know that you know when i do want something there's always someone and i've really been trying and i try i say this every year but i've really been trying harder especially with like wedding stuff to like buy stuff from my small business friends so i think that's why i've I've hesitated a lot on like some of my outfits because it's like i want to wait until so and so has something that i want to wear right so yeah, I absolutely. bought my I bought like my rehearsal dinner dress from Haley at 13 West. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I bought like my wedding shoes are going to be boots from my, my boot girl that I met at market, you know? So it's like, Phenomenal. I just, yeah. I want to fill and, you know, and, and even buying a wedding dress, like I made sure down here, I found like a local small been in business for 35 exactly. years. Like, you know, I, yeah. my first idea yeah. wasn't to go to David's bridal, you know, like right. I exactly. wanted to find someone and then, so yeah, yeah. That's, I would say, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, it's fine if everyone has that same answer that that's their favorite part yeah. about it. Because it. It's like a different kind of connection. I don't think everyone understands that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, it feels different from, from other like friendships and from other relationships I have with people is, you know, um, Haley was, you know, a great example, like, is that Haley helped me so much with my, you know, starting my, my boutique. And she was so instrumental in just kind of like, you know, it's, it's not even that, you know, um, it's not even that with your small business friends, you necessarily like buy from them the most. I don't think that that's really what makes you like, I don't think that's what makes the connection so valuable or so strong. I think that what makes it valuable and strong is that, like you said, you have people in your corner. So when shit does hit the fan or when you um, didn't hit the sale sales numbers that you thought you would, or, you know, you're in your first month of business and something goes completely haywire, like you have those people to turn to who are like, Hey, this happened to me too. Or, Hey, like, this is going to be fine. Hey, I'm on year six of my business. Like, let me tell you how, you know, how this went for me. Um, I think those are kind of the connections that all small business owners really value. And, and that's why we all have kind of this like interconnectedness that, that is very different from, um, from us versus like, you know, from our fellow friends who are not small business owners, you know, like that's a, a just a major difference in, in our relationships. So yeah, I totally, I totally resonate with that. So I have one final question for the end, but is there anything else you want to say to the people? Ooh, um, gosh, you know, I, I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, I, I will leave this and this was, you know, some, I had a very, very good mentor one time who, um, she was actually my boss very briefly when I, I was teaching uh, Pilates at a studio in St. Louis. And um, she once told me that, uh, that basically when you're owning a business, um, you have to be very, um, you have to be very risk adverse, right? Like, so you have to be willing to risk most everything that you've got um, to, to make it work that includes, you know, that includes, um, you know, kids soccer games and your, you know, and sometimes your, you know, money you set aside for X, Y, Z thing and your time with your spouse and your, you know, all these different things, um, you have to kind of be willing to risk to, to get to a, a different level of your business. So, um, I remember sitting down with her and talking with her about like, you know, what would you do differently in your business? And she said, I would be more risk adverse. Like I would be, I'd be willing to take more risks in the initial start phase of your business because you have less, less to risk then. Right. And then like, as your business grows and becomes a, an entity of its own, it, you end up, you know, you have more to risk than when you make decisions. So so I think, you know, if, if anybody is, is listening who wants to start a business or who is interested in starting a business, that would be the piece of advice that, you know, it's not for me, it's just passed on from, from someone I know. So, um, yeah, that's my, my hand-me-down, uh, advice for, for, for anybody looking to start a business. Love it. All right. So last question, since okay. the podcast is called rambling through life, what is yeah. one thing that you could ramble on and on about? Oh, that is a great question. Wow. I love that. Um, I could ramble on and on for days about my experience in pageantry days. I mean, I could spend hours rambling on about it. And I think someday in a, in a, in a not so distant future, I will, you know, perhaps write all of it down. And, and I was like, I was going to say, are you going to write a book? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, oh, I feel yeah. like there's, there's a lot there. 
the experience, like how now you've taken the experience and, you know, how you're shaping your life after pageantry, yeah. right? Like, I think maybe sometimes yeah. that's not, that's the part of it that's not talked about the most. It's like, okay, well, it comes after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's such a, pageantry becomes, regardless of how you become involved in it, um, does for better or for worse become such a big part of your identity that when you leave it or you're done with it, um, you are left with a lot of questions about who you are. So um, I could definitely ramble for a very long time about pageants. So yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much. This was such a great yes. conversation and I'm sure everyone's going to love it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Kaylin. I so appreciate it. Yeah, this was a lot it's of fun. Good to catch up. I'm very proud of you. I can't wait to see how the business grows and, and what it becomes. And yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep reading. If not for anything, if just for the name, I'm going to log on every new launch. I'm gonna, I'll just make sure I at least know the names of all the clothing pieces. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. If you have any, uh, any, uh, you know, things you want to uh, request for names, you just let me know. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And and same to you. I will be, you know, cheering from afar. And if you need any um, help in, in, the, in the South, in Alabama, you just let me know. Just slide into my DMs. Let me know what you need, you know? I will do. I think you're like one of the very few people I know who have actually like yeah. <laughs> lived there. 